Welcome to the Connected Mom Podcast, where we have real conversations helping you to connect more deeply with God, more empathically with your fellow moms, and more intentionally with your child. I'm Becky Harling, and I got to tell you, you are in for a dynamic treat today. But before we get to that, let me introduce my amazing co-host, Sarah Wildman. Hey, Sarah. (laughs) Hi, Becky. We have so much fun on these podcasts, even when there are topics that might be a little heavy. And I think we're going to have the perfect mixture today of real life, but also real joy. Yeah, absolutely. And so I just am so excited to introduce to you Uh, My dear friend, Janet Eccles, who is our guest today, Janet has one of the most uh, difficult stories I've ever heard in my life. And yet she is so filled with joy. She is so incredibly fun. Well, we'll probably tell you about some of our fun adventures together. But beyond that, she is the author of five books. Her newest book is called Now I Can See. She is an international speaker, a radio host, the founder of JC Empowerment Ministries. Her Writings have appeared in 32 Chicken Soup for the Soul titles. She's been a guest on Guidepost Magazine, hundreds of print and online publications. She's been featured on Christian radio and TV programs from Focus on the Family, Lifestyle Magazine, The 700 Club. She's been on the cover of Hispanic Women's Magazine. She resides in Florida with her husband, Dale, and family. And I am telling you, She is so much fun, despite this hard story. She is one Mm. of the most resilient and joy-filled women I know. So welcome, Janet. Oh, Becky, the pressure is on. I better do one. (laughs) Oh, you're listening. Okay. Okay. Let's begin. Where are we going to start? In the hard part? Okay. (laughs) So let, well, okay. So for starters, yes. uh, Janet lost her eyesight when she was 30. Now imagine that those of you who are listening, who are mamas, she lost her eyesight while raising kids. And yet Janet and I often joke. Janet has said we should introduce ourselves as the blonde and the blind. So let's start there, Janet. What was that like? For you losing your eyesight at 30 while raising boys. Well, you you have to remember that was a long time ago because I'm I'm a little older than 30 now. But back then, my life turned upside down because I was an active mom with three little boys. I took them everywhere, did everything, thinking I would have the life ever after with my hubby, who I love and he loved me. Life was good until the day where my world began to fall apart. I had inherited a disease of the retina. My dad had it, and I inherited it from him. But the doctor said, oh, you don't have to worry. They diagnosed me when I was 13. And he said, no, don't you have to worry. No need, because you won't see any effects until you reach 60. And I thought, 60, that's really old. At 30, I thought, I don't have to worry about that. But he was wrong. I was only 30, and my vision started to close in quickly. Desperate visits to ophthalmologists, herbal healers, acupuncture, anybody who gave me a hope. For it to stop the progression, nothing worked. So, what does a good Catholic little girl do? You pray those memorized prayers, and you pray and you pray. Mm. Well, God was silent. He didn't answer my mm. prayers. In a matter of eighteen months, 
my vision closing completely. And I was horrified because that meant I would have to live the rest of my life in darkness, complete blindness. That was not pretty. And my little guys, they were five, three, no, they were three, five, and seven years old. They needed me. Wow. And how did you keep, I mean, you couldn't keep an eye on them because like, okay, so I have lots of grandsons and Mm. little boys like to get into mischief. Yes. So you can't see what they're doing. How did that work? I couldn't keep an eye on them. I couldn't keep both eyes on them. I couldn't couldn't see them at all. (laughs) That was hard. What was hard was the fact that I didn't want them to, to live deprived. My mommy's blind. So I did everything mm-hmm. to be able to, uh, to, to get through it, to cover up my pain, my devastation. Because at the same time, my husband, who was always 30, also 30, 31, couldn't handle being married to a blind woman. He came home one day and said, I made my decision about this situation. I can't go on with our marriage because I found somebody else. So there I was, oh. blind, devastated, rejected. My world just just turns dark in so many ways. And yes, it was difficult, but I had to grow through the kitchen trying to find, you know, the jars of things to prepare their meals, to take care of them and to listen carefully when they're getting into trouble. You know how little boys are. Uh, I did my best. And then something beautiful happened. Is it commercial time? Uh, no. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> a friend invited me to a Christian church. And it's at this church, mm. Becky and Sarah, that I found what does God's word say to us? What are his promises? What is it that he's trying to teach us even in our darkest moments? See, I didn't know that. Mm. I was very much a Catholic. Followed the rituals. I memorized prayers. I was a good Catholic little girl. So I was ever, I wasn't exposed to the power of God's word. So when I went to this church, that's where I heard God's word that so touched mm-hmm. my heart. Mm-hmm. Specifically, it was Matthew 6, 33 that says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Well, up to then, all I was seeking was to be able to see again, for God to, to perform a miracle for me to be able to be normal again, for my husband to come back, that was my number one um, desire and goal that God was saying, seek me first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I like? love that. My priorities were all wrong. God was giving me the right priorities. So inside my, my heart, I said, Lord, show me how to seek you because I'm dying inside. How does a person seek someone who cannot, they cannot see? And a, bio, a friend gave me the Bible in audio. I put on those headsets and I began okay. to listen with my heart, with my mind, with everything in me. And you know what I did? I did a crazy thing, girls. Are you ready? Ready. I believed what God was telling me. When he said in the um, book of uh, Psalm 119, 105, he says, my word will be a lamp to your feet and a light for your path. I took my breath. I thought, how does he know that's what I need? I need guidance. I need somebody to just light my path because I don't know where I'm going. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, I just didn't know. So I said, Lord, I'm going to believe in what you're telling me. I'm going to hang on to your word, and I'm going to trust that that will be true. Same thing with Jeremiah 29, 11, that he told me he had plans for me, and they were good plans. Mm-hmm. So once again, I believed and I believed. I began to memorize prayers. And you know what happened? 
all that that self pity, that hardship, that uh, that feeling that I was ugly and unworthy, being blind, that all began to just vanish. Instead, peace began to fill my heart. Because see, I didn't let my blindness define me anymore. I knew who I was when I accepted Christ as my Savior. I was the daughter of the King. Hubby saw the difference in me and chose to come back and God healed our marriage. Isn't that a happy ending? It is, wow. except it doesn't end there. <laughs> you go, Sarah. A happy ending to, let's say to that episode. Yeah. Yeah, blindness, infidelity. That was nothing wow. compared to what was wow. about to happen. Should we go into that now? So we are going to go into that right now, Janet. So your boys at this time were teenagers, yes? Yes. Um, years went fine. And tell us about what happened to your one son. Because that is... Okay. Well, time went by. And by then, since I knew God's word, I just, uh, I began to have a quite a different life, much more confident. Mm-hmm. Uh, my blindness didn't stand in the way anymore. It wasn't convenient, but I learned how to do everything. And uh, I, by then... Anyway, okay, wait, I have to interrupt you for one second <laughs> because I, we need a, we need like a lighthearted break before we get to this heavy part of your story. Okay, so you have navigated airports on your own, um, you go into hotels on your own. Tell our listeners, how do you figure out which is the ladies' room and which is the men's room in airports? Oh. <laughs> that, that is, you know, traveling by myself. I used to YK when I travel across the country and other countries. I, that is the most entertaining, um, wonderful time for me because I meet <laughs> so many people. And they see the YK and people say they can't tell I'm blind. So they asked me, you know, are you totally blind? And that opens the door for me to to relate my story and give my testimony and tell them what Jesus did in my mind. So it's a beautiful thing. Now, if I have to buy a bathroom, what I do is I call the airline ahead of time, tell them I'm blind, and I need an escort. So they meet me as an okay. plane. If I have to go to the bathroom, they'll ask me, and so they just take me to the family bathroom, whatever. If not... If they take me to a regular woman's bathroom, they'll know, obviously. Hopefully, they won't take me to a man's bathroom. So I walk in and I use my cane. And there's always somebody there. Can I help you? And I usually, this is, okay, we're between, among girls, right? This is what I do. I listen. Absolutely. I listen to the flushing of the toilet because that sound guides me where I need to go. <laughs> so I kind of. I love you, I, Janet. I play cool and I stay with my white cane like, I'm just looking around and my ears are listening. Oh, they flushed over there. I head that way. So I find them. Mm-hmm. And then on the way out too, I listen for the running water so I know where the sinks are. And then to exit, I listen mm-hmm. for the noise that's outside the bathroom. So it really, it becomes fun. It becomes simple. And uh, yeah. And again, if I were to meet somebody who wants to help me, you know, I talk to them, become friends and, and life is good. Yeah. Now, there have been times so you, where people said, okay, the escort took me to where I was meeting the person to pick me up. Actually, this happened yeah. in Ecuador. And the lady wasn't there to pick me up. But usually, there's always somebody there. And I thought, oh, now what am I going to do? I, don't, I haven't been in this country before. That was my first time. I don't have cell service. I'm cellular. You know, my phone didn't work. And so I told the escort, I said, um, I don't know what to do. I'll just wait here. And he said, what, what does your friend look like? And I went, 
how do I know? <laughs> and I just kind of looked at him like, uh, I kind of left my game. Just, oh, I'm sorry. And he said, ma'am, I have to go to my next passenger. And I thought, okay, just go leave me here in this airport. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what to call. I don't know what to do. But you know what I did? I said, Lord, if your plans are for me to minister to this beautiful woman in Ecuador, you're going to make a way. I will not fret. I will not fear. I will not worry. So I said, Arturo, that was his name. Before you leave, take me to a phone. Is there a public phone? He said, yes. I said, dial this number. And you know, Becky, God is so good. He allowed me to have enough peace for me to remember her phone number. All the codes. Country codes. Wow, that's impressive. He called. She yes. was there and she said, what are you doing at the airport? You're not supposed to fly in for another three hours. She got the wrong information. So all that is that things don't happen in life, right? But if you have the word of God inside of you, peace comes. Mm -hmm. And with that, the sound mind to know how to think and never let fear overcome you. So, yeah, and that was a great trip for me. Okay, so now let's transition. We got to get to the really hard part of your story, Janet. And um, yeah, well, there's several really hard parts of your story. But uh, tell us a little bit about your son and what happened to him and how you dealt with that. Yeah, that was difficult because when I, um, like I said, when I began just to know who Christ Jesus was, I was a new creation, as the Bible says. So I made it a point to make sure that my boys knew the Lord. So I made sure that they were they went to public high schools, but I wanted to, them to participate in Christian ministries. And they did. They were very uh-huh. much involved in fellowship of Christian athletes. And mm-hmm. my Joe, my youngest, 19 at the time, but now he had graduated from high school, I got a phone call late at night telling us that he had been wounded. And we thought, who could have wounded him? He was handsome. He was a leader, always attended his Bible study. Uh, he was the captain of the football team. I mean, everybody looked up to him. I have a cook could have wounded him. So my husband and I rushed to the emergency room and waited and waited. And then the doctors walked in and told us that my Joe, my baby, had not survived 23 stab wounds he had received. He and another man. I cannot imagine. Oh, I just can't you know, imagine. In my agony, you know, you know what I heard though? God speaks so clearly to my heart. He said, be still and know that I am God. What he was telling me is that he knew my agony. He knew how my world just crumbled. He knew I couldn't even take a breath. But he was reassuring me that he was the same God that sustained me before, that he would be there. So I hung on to that promise. I remember nurses coming up to me, ma'am, take this, take this, press a pill in my bow of my hand, try to hand me a glass of water, because I think what they thought any moment now, I would go hysterical. But I didn't because I was just hanging on to God's promise. I had to keep my peace to console my brother, um, my family, actually, my husband, my parents, my other two sons. So as weeks went by, God was once again so faithful to his word. He comforted me. He gave me peace and allowed me to remember that I'm going to see my Joe again because two years prior, he accepted Christ as his Savior. See, I didn't know two years after that the Lord would call him home. So his dad served to be able to minister to so many young people because they all looked up to Joe. And at the funeral, at the memorial service, I got the home behind the podium and I said, none of you are guaranteed tomorrow. Joe didn't know that last Friday was going to be his last day, but he made the right decision. So we know what Joe is, and he's probably wanting you to follow the same steps 
of accepting Christ as your Savior. So that was a real rich time for me. And when I realized that it's not a permanent separation, I'm going to see my Joe again. This time, I'm going to see with my own eyes because the Bible says, in heaven, the blind will see, deaf will hear, and the lame will leave. So my sorrow, I can tell you with every fiber of sincerity in my heart, that sorrow turned to gratitude. What a beautiful guarantee we have to be able to see those loved ones again. Wow. So Janet, I know you write about some of this in your book too, about forgiveness. I mean, I can't imagine what that would be like to get the news you did, but walk us through how that looked in your life. Yes, Sarah, that that was, that was a real, really um, something I had never had to do before. You know, I forgave my husband's infidelity, but forgiveness in this case was a little hard. And let me tell you why. Uh, during the trial, we had to listen to all the medical forensics des- description of mm. each of his siblings. And I was mm. just like, Lord, I need your strength to endure this. That was like, almost like they were stabbing me because that was my baby they're talking about, right? Mm. And so at the end of the third day, the verdict was read. And it read, we find the defendant not guilty of all counts. The man, the man fled self-defense and went home free. And we were devastating. I said, Lord, how could this injustice be? Where were you, Lord? Where's your faithfulness? You know, just asking him, help Mm. us understand this. And so once again, his word says, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart, not on your understanding, but acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. And you know what he did? He did exactly that. He directed our path to the only option, the only option we had, and that is to forgive the man who killed our son. So my husband and I both genuinely and completely forgave him because what option we had was to hold on to that bitterness, that anger, that resentment that would have held us prisoners, right? But when we chose to forgive him, that set us free. So yes, part of my message, Sarah, is to point out the beauty of forgiveness that brings that, that freedom yeah, he didn't suffer one day in jail. He didn't suffer any punishment, but really there are no conditions to forgiveness, right? So yes, joy came back because I obeyed the Lord and we obeyed the Lord. Only good things can happen, right? So that's, that's what that happened. Ah. But that wasn't the end of your story either, Janet, because <laughs> that marriage ended up yes, yes. We went falling to- apart. It was. It was harder. Mm-hmm. You know, the, through all those episodes, you know, my husband and I stayed together, which usually, you know, there's a high percentage of divorce when that happens, when somebody loses a wife or loses a son or tragedy happens. But we made it through. But on the 42nd wedding anniversary, my husband didn't take me out to dinner or buy me roses. He was at the computer because he was planning to divorce me. Nobody, our family, our church, our friends, no one, no one would have ever suspected he had dark side to him. And I was just, that was probably harder than anything for me because I never expected it. You know, he was a kind, understanding, wonderful man, but to find out the side was just, just totally, totally devastating. I did everything to help him, but when we signed the divorce papers, I thought, Lord, now what? 
you know, by then I had written books. I was traveling everywhere, ministering to women, helping them. And I thought, Lord, how am I going to ever minister to any woman when my own world fell apart, when my marriage fell apart? What do I have to show? And I remember thinking of Job, how he, at the end, he got double the joy, double the blessing. Mm. So I kept remembering that. I thought, I don't know how that's going to look. But I did ask him, my Lord, in my moments of silence, praying, kneeling down, asking him to help me, because I'd never been alone in my life. I said, Lord, I just ask you if there's any loneliness that's going to, to affect me, take that from me, take that away. And I love, mm-hmm. I'm going to continue with the ministry and stay take care of my mom, because my mom was still with me. And lo and behold, um, we started to go a new church. I wanted just to start a new, a new beginning. And so mm-hmm. a long story, long story short, the pastor at that church, when I was a speaker, he invited me to speak at the church at all four services. And I hadn't spoken for like about a year because I just couldn't. It was just too hard. You know, how could I mm-hmm. be cheery and inspiring? And that one, my, my world was just so filled with pain. But I thought, Lord, if you open this store, you're going to have to provide for me what I needed. And he did. So I shared all of it. Don't you know, at the end of the third service, a man approached me. And he said, you helped me so much because I lost my wife two years ago to cancer and I just wasn't able to get over it. But your talk inspired me. Thank you. So, of course, I, as I do, everybody comes to me, I hug him. I said, oh, thank you. He didn't know I went to that church. <laughs> so then uh, I needed some repair and I found out he does repair work. So I emailed him for help. And then he emailed me back. And then he called me. And then he invited me to dinner. And then... <laughs> romance hit and I and I remember when he invited me to dinner I called my friend I said Jane what do you think and she said woman get a life what makes you think that anything's going to happen just because you got you know to dinner with this man and found out that he was a godly man same values and uh, we got married in the same church mm-hmm. that we met and we were you know what this is what I told the Lord so Lord number one I'm not Job I'm Janet number two I have enough material. I can cover all this in maybe an hour. So, and of course, I, when I speak, I tell funny stories all over the place. Um, but yeah, so there you have it. That's my story. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Janet, out of everybody that I know, you are so filled with joy. So Mm -hmm. some of our listeners are listening to you today and, you know, maybe they're not blind, but they have a child with a really severe diagnosis or Mm -hmm. maybe their husband just walked out the door and they're devastated because they found out he's been cheating all these years. Or maybe they have a health diagnosis and they don't know how they're going to keep going what do you mm-hmm. think for them is the key to joy? How can they keep mm-hmm. going? Because, I mean, honestly, you have modeled this incredibly well for the body of Christ. Thank you, Becky. I think it, it's something simple, but we don't take them out to actually put into practice. And let me tell you what I mean. When things like that happen, when those devastations, those storms just hit us so unexpectedly, we have a choice. Took it down into our knees and Lord, how can this happen? Help me, help me, please give me the solution. Or we play, we pray the power. 
we we tap into God's power and speak it and say, Lord, I just know you're going to do this for me. I believe in your word that you're going to bring solution to this problem. I just know this diagnosis may be given to me by a doctor. He's a man, but you have the ultimate power to heal me. You're in control. Your faithfulness is greater than anything a doctor could tell me. My husband will God, Father God, you're going to fulfill me. You're going to be the one who's going to be the source of my joy, that you make me whole, not my husband. In other words, be bold, claim that promise, claim that reassurance, speak his word, not the problem, but the power within you. And people have asked me, you know, well, what's, what's your secret to be joyful? Well, I get up in the morning, Becky and Sarah, I don't think, oh, where's the bathroom? I'm blind. You know, I said, Lord, thank you for another day. I know there are going to be challenges because when you're blind, there are a lot of challenges. But I said, I know, Lord, it's going to be something. And you're going to bring people that I can inspire. You're going to open doors. And I just praise you, Lord. See, my, things could be going wrong, but you know what? I begin with praises in my lips. And I know somebody who wrote a book about the power of praising the Lord. Right, Becky? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Too. I don't know how many times yeah. And I, I use a screen reader in my computer to read by the way. So yeah, that's oh, thank you. I I mean, I just think um, so as I'm listening to you, you know, praising God for his power and declaring God's word over his life. And you know, both you and I speak that message and we believe it with all our hearts. But I want to play the devil's advocate for just a second. Yeah. What do you say to the woman out there who says, okay. But I claimed the promises of God and God didn't heal me. Or I claimed the promises of God and my husband still walked out the door. What do you say to them, Janet? Oh, yes, of course. God didn't regain my sight. I'm so blind. God didn't bring yep. my son back. God didn't change my husband's heart the second time and came back to me. None of those things happened. But you know what? When God doesn't give you what you want or what you need at that, he sends something to to strengthen you. His power is still at work to give you the strength that you never thought you had. He will bring back joy in ways you never expected. You have to count on that because you see, if we if we ask God for what we wanted and he gave it to us, well, he might as well be a genie in the bottle, but he's not like that. In my, in my yeah. opinion, Becky and Sarah, God didn't give me what I want. I wanted to be able to see again. I wanted my to be normal. That's what I wanted. But you know what he did? He gave me what I needed. The peace, the confidence, the joy only he can bring. When I was sighted, I wasn't really a joyful person. I was a go-getter, always looking, you know, worried about what I looked like, the clothes I wore, the husband lived, you know, things of the world. But there was emptiness in me. So when the Lord answers in a different way, you praise him because it may be better than what you what you anticipated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he didn't bring back my husband. He gave me a better husband. Don't tell anybody, but mm -hmm. he is better. <laughs> <laughs> so, Janet, I'm thinking of just zoom out. I mean, if we zoom in on any of those individual things, like Becky said, it's just so hard. But when somebody looks at your life thus far, what do you hope they see that the Lord's done? What What's the big picture you hope your the story of your life tells? It's kind of a heavy what question. What a great question, sir. Becky, work with this girl. She's amazing. That's I great. am. She is amazing. She is Aww. my amazing co-host. She is. Well, let me answer that amazing question. The purpose God has given to my pain is for them to be able to see 
that tragedies, storms, devastation happen in our life, but none of them can sink you when you walk in the path of the Lord Christ Jesus. He has given us a path of victory. Circumstances may be tough and painful, but you never step off that path of victory when you carry Christ Jesus in your heart. So throughout the pages of my book, which I am I'm still in awe of the Lord, how he would allow my story to touch so many of you. Even older men are reading. He said, I'm not a reader, but I couldn't stop reading your book. <laughs> That's a real compliment, right? Of course, my girlfriend's going to write. We need to say that when I know myself. Right, but right. I think that's that's the whole message, page by page. I don't just tell them. In fact, in the beginning of the, in the introduction, I said, I'm not going to be a sermon or list a, a lot of Bible verses. I'm going to show you what it looks like to have the faithfulness of the Lord work in every single detail of your life. And he did with me, you know, he gave me a, a career as an award winning interpreter. And at one time, I didn't think I'd be able to work at anything, be blind. So you see, he he's faithful, always, little mm-hmm. things, big mm-hmm. things. So I hope that book just cries in victory out, I am faithful. Let me show, mm-hmm. look what I did for this one, Chica. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I, we didn't mention that you are completely bilingual and um, that is, I mean, claro que sí para todos los uh, radioescuchas que hablan español, claro. <laughs> no hablo español. <laughs> yes. So yes, she is, and so she's just an amazing woman. Okay, we we are almost out of time, Janet. But I want to ask. I know that you did videos like on putting on your makeup, on cooking dinner, and just all the. Where can our listeners find you? Oh yes, thank you for that question. Actually, if they just go to inspirationforyou.com, and that is all words spelled out F O R Y O U, so inspirationforyou.com, that's my website, and they can just click on the YouTube channel, which I probably have hundreds of of uh, short videos that I do crazy things, being blind to inspire people. So that's where they can find it. Yes, as well as my new book too. Yes, yes. And we want to encourage you to get Janet's book because, um, you know, here's the thing, ladies, life is going to bring you some really hard circumstances, but with the power of Christ in your life and by unleashing the power of praise coupled with the word of God, you Mm. will be able to be resilient and joy filled. And Janet's life is such an inspiration and you can read about it in that new book, Now I See. And so we will have that in the show notes, but we want you to get that book because I feel like as we've been talking today, some of you are in a dark place, you know, and you don't know what is going to happen tomorrow and you don't know if you're going to be able to survive. And we're here to tell you, you can survive with Jesus Christ. In fact, you can more than survive. You can thrive through the power of his love. So Janet, as we close out our show, would you just pray for our listeners? Because if you can make it, anybody can. (laughs) Through the Lord, yes, anybody can. Heavenly Father, how we thank you for your faithfulness. How we thank you that you put people together at the right time Mm. and the right setting for you to speak a message 
of restoration, of healing, of encouragement. I thank you for these two beautiful ladies, Sarah and Becky, that chose to do your work. And I pray for that person, that mom, who may be overwhelmed right now mm. with life, with so much going on, with the children who are probably more than she can handle right now. Father God, I speak the abundance of courage, abundance mm. of strength, abundance of faith, mm. that you would quicken her heart, lift her eyes towards you, and declare that you, you can do all things through your son, Jesus, Lord, that you are able to remove mountains, um, pave bumpy roads, and lift them up, Father God, to their place of peace, no matter the circumstance. My prayers for those who are facing a storm, they would hang on to your word and declare with everything in them that you have the victory, that you have overcome the world and to count on that Lord. I thank you for the beautiful way in which you show us that to those who can or cannot see, but are seeing you through the eyes of their heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, friends, thank you for joining us today on the Connected Mom podcast. And we want to invite you and encourage you to join us next week for another episode where we'll have another real conversation that's going to help you connect with God more deeply, connect you with your friends and your fellow mamas more empathically and more intentionally with your child. And hey, would you not only follow us on the podcast, but would you share the podcast with a friend of yours who needs hope and encouragement in their journey? We'll talk to you next week. Hey, all you moms out there, this is Becky Harling, and I love creating resources to help you connect more empathically with your child. One of those resources is a book that I wrote called How to Listen So Your Kids Will Talk. One of the greatest skills you can cultivate, really enhance that connection with your child, is the skill of listening. So how well do you really listen? This book is loaded with practical ideas to get your kids talking and to help you as you listen. You can buy it wherever Christian books are sold. You can order it on Amazon or anywhere else. So I hope you'll get a copy of the book and put the work into listening to your child.